to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. I hope you're all doing very, very well. Uh, so Andy and I had an episode recorded and ready to go that was going to be released today. But lo and behold, uh, Roma decided to make the acquisitions of Veritu and Gianluca Mancini, which we had some hints were going to happen, but I was hoping they would hold off at least another day or two to, so I could get that extra episode out. Um, but since this, is hap- uh, this happened a day after we recorded, um, it didn't really make much sense to use the original episode that we recorded yesterday, so we're re-recording this episode. So let me bring Andy on now. Um, but real quick, have to thank our latest patron from Patreon, Alex, who you can find on Twitter at Alex Del Piedo. So that is at A L E X D E L P I E D O. Alex, thank you so so much. If you would like to join Alex in supporting the podcast, you can go to the support tab or the support page at the top of romapress.net or go to patreon.com slash romapress. And as always, thank you so, so much to our wonderful patrons. Again, without you guys, the website, podcast, none of our endeavors are possible. You make it all happen. So we thank you so, so much for your support. And one quick note before I bring Andy on. Uh, One thing we did not touch upon in the podcast was the news that broke um, a little later in the day uh, in regards to Daniela De Rossi, who is uh, closing in on a move to Argentine uh, side uh, Boca Juniors. So very exciting. I mean, it looked like he was going to retire just a few days ago. Um, and then Fiorentina, they kept pressing for him. They wanted to bring him in. Vincenzo Montella uh, spoke about him at length, saying he could bring really an added value to his team. Um, but it's still, even as Fiorentina persisted, it still looked like Dorossi was leaning towards quitting. He hasn't made it any secret that he aspires to be a manager. So it looked like he was going to obviously take some time off from playing and uh, take his uh, managerial courses at Coverciano. But it appears that the former Roma defender Nico Berdiso has swayed De Rossi uh, to extend his playing career, which is very exciting. Um, again, I, I said on the podcast last month that I still believe that Rossi should be a, a Roma player, particularly given this period of transition. You have a lot of overhaul happening on the roster. I think he could have been a huge help in helping these newer uh, these newer players that are arriving at Roma this summer um, get comfortable with the team, get comfortable with the environment, the city, the stadium, uh, the supporters, so on and so forth. So in my opinion, um, while I do understand why Petraki Roma decided to uh, decided to go down this route, sort of a overhaul from top to bottom, I still think Derossi could have played a big role for Roma, and it wasn't even necessarily one on the pitch this season, but obviously that's in the past now. Uh, decisions were made, Roma decided, um, and Derossi moved on. Um, I'm extremely excited to see him play in South America. Um, I've said on here before that I am not a huge 
a collector of football shirts, but uh, the Boca shirt with De Rossi is one I will undoubtedly, without question, be picking up. I, I'm very eager to see uh, how it looks on him when he first dons it. So uh, very excited to see uh, what the future um, holds for De Rossi on the pitch at Boca. It's it's very exciting. So happy for him. Glad he de- decided to continue playing because I still think he had some uh, some magic left in the boots. Uh, and again, wish he could have been doing it at Roma, but that is in the past. Um, so, yes, Andy and I did not touch upon that because uh, we recorded uh, earlier in the day before uh, Sky Sport uh, shockingly broke this news that really did come out of nowhere. So uh, we primarily focus on the acquisitions of uh, Gianluca Mancini, Jordan Veritu, uh, a little bit on the press conference from uh, Petraki where he introduced Spinazzola. We touched upon some of the things he said, particularly about Nicolo Zaniolo. So uh, let me bring Andy on now as we discuss uh, the latest happenings in the transfer market of Roma. All right, Andy. Well, the episode we had all recorded yesterday is now seemingly a waste Uh this was before Roma today decided to essentially make the acquisitions of Jordan Veritu and Gianluca Mancini essentially official. Now, obviously, they have to come take their medicals and all that stuff, but all the agreements are in place. Both players will arrive in the coming day. So uh, it's a day of a, a, a double acquisition. So what do you think? Um, I think I, I like what I see. I, I think I like what I'm seeing from Petraki. Because what I'm seeing is uh, uh, sort of pieces that are being assembled as part of a functional team. Um, unlike last summer, where I may have liked some singular play- players, and I liked some singular players. I was one of the people that liked buying Cristante, Sumi. Um, I, I couldn't quite figure out what was in the works, what was the project what was the mindset of monchi uh, you know handling those deals um whereas here this year i'm i'm sort of seeing players that you know are not big names uh, as of right now but they can be functional in in fonseca's system they seem to have the characteristics that fonseca likes in, in players um so that is, to me, the most important thing. I think both Mancini and Veretù have those characteristics. They they have what it takes to satisfy uh, uh, Fonseca's footballing style. Um, so welcome. So the I would say the one criticism I'm seeing from whether it's uh, Roma non Roma supporters are. Many seem to believe, now I don't know if you would consider this the the overwhelming majority who believe this, but um, I mean, there are some people who think that many of the players that they have acquired to date, I mean, we're talking about Paolo Lopez, uh, again, Mancini, um, who else? Diawara. Uh, Spinazzola. Diawara, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people are saying some of these guys are not necessarily top class or... I mean, world class isn't even in the discussion, but top class more so uh, maybe just mediocre names. Is that something you agree with? Um, I mean, for me, I I don't 
listen, is Gianluca Mancini a, a world class player? No. Is he is he better than uh, a top level Costas Manolas? No. But um, I think we have to give everybody a chance to come together as as a group. I mean, it, judging all of these talents individually seems pointless because I mean, didn't we all think Patrick Schick was individually sensational, and then he hasn't fit in with the group, right? I mean, don't we have to wait before we make such harsh judgments? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, didn't we all agree that Nzonzi was one of the best midfielders in La Liga? Right. I, I I I dare people to to say otherwise because the stuff I'm hearing right now about Zonzi, I wasn't hearing that th- th- that stuff uh, a year ago. Um, I wasn't hearing any of it with when we signed Pastore. Pastore came here uh, hailed as a hero. Um, you know, those those are top quality players and yet last year's Roma was one of the worst teams in recent years um so to me you know I can see why people may have a problem signing so many so-called bench players because they'll say Diawara was a bench player at Napoli valid point they'll say uh, Spinazzola was a bench player at Juve valid point uh, Mancini was a bench player at Atalanta in the second half of the season yes but to me, the key is: Are they functional in in what we are building? Do do these pieces match? Does Paul Lopez fulfill requirements uh, set by Fonseca? D- does he fulfill the type of goalkeeper that Fonseca likes to use? I think yes. Does Diawara and Vertu do, do these players fulfill the, the the characteristics of an aggressive? Uh, uh, yet intelligent and skilled uh, midfielder uh, uh, in, Fos- in Fonseca's system? I think so. So, you know, I mean, this goes both ways. It's the pitch that, that you know, is the key for a clear judgment. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I think it's way too early to judge anybody. Um, I mean, you and I have both said that Veritu is a guy we like, Gianluca Mancini, another guy we like. Still very young, uh, not nearly the finished product that maybe Costas Manolas was. But, I mean, these are, again, the thing we're seeing this summer that we didn't see last summer, and perhaps, at least in my opinion it is, but maybe it's not in yours. But for me, the more important part is you have the sporting director Making the purchases that fit the ideals and the beliefs and the uh, the footballing style of the manager. For me, that that's more important than uh, you know Monchi buying you know Sheik uh, or uh, Pastore and Zonzi guys who are you know highly rated but clearly don't fit. I mean, do, don't you think Petraki doing his job and finding the right pieces for Fonseca is more important? than perhaps the individuals themselves? Yes, I, I think so. And, uh, I mean, that's, you know, we, we talked about it. And, and it, it seems like, you know, considering we, we missed the Champions League, uh, considering we had a terrible season, really, under all circumstances, injury-wise, whatever happened to Di Francesco's mental stability, whatever happened to Monchi's psychedelic trip, uh, uh, as a sporting director, <laughs> you know, it, it, it um, 
I, I thought it, it, it would be worse. Le, I, let me tell you, I thought the names that would show up linked to us would be much, much worse than what we are actually getting. Um, I think the, the, the signings so far are, are decent. Some are good. Some are, you know, open for to criticism or, or just, you know, we are not familiar with them enough, such as Paul Lopez. Um, so I, I think what Petraki is doing is he's he's keeping in line. He's doing what he's supposed to do, which is get you know low cost players, um, players that fit what the coach wants, not what the uh, fan base demands or the media demand, um, and keep a profile at it, uh, and you know, and maybe maybe try to go for someone like Alderweireld. Uh, you know, go for someone like Higuain, even though that name is up for debate. Uh, it's it's interesting to see, and it's refreshing to see after, you know, two years of hearing about the legendary method, the golden touch. Right now, Roma are, are down to the basics, and I like it. I like this attitude. Yeah, I like it too. Again, I, I think we're seeing something uh, sort of in the opposite direction of what we saw with Munchie, who was just buying players that didn't at all fit the ideals of Eusebio Di Francesco. And we saw how that worked out. It was an absolute disaster. So just taking these guys individually, uh, Roma bringing Veritu, we'll start with him. Um, again, for me, not a world-class player Definitely not some, uh, you know, so, some scrap heap guy, not not a, you know, a bidone. I think we have to see how he fits with Fonseca, but um, him next to Diawada, I, I mean, you could certainly do worse than that, no? I, I mean, I yeah, think it's I mean, much better than I, last I, season. Yes, and, and, you know, and then add to the mix uh, Pellegrini. I like that. I think, I think Vertu, um, like Diawara, uh, obviously much, much older, uh, but he's an interesting player and he's, and he held his own in Fiorentina's terrible season. Um, he still was the one sort of to carry their midfield, uh, even though they were almost relegated. Um, very interesting player and a player that has certain characteristics that we've missed that perhaps we didn't have last season with uh, Cristante playing in the back, looking a bit, you know, intimidated and Zonzi having the season that he had uh, a player, a dynamic, aggressive, yet very skilled uh, player like Vertu, I think is something that Roma needed. Uh, I told you, unfortunately, on the podcast that we recorded yesterday and didn't work out because of the news. Uh, I, I told you I, I, I hope to get Vertu for something less than less than 25, around 20. And apparently we got him for around 19 million euros. Uh, I think that's a great deal for that sort of player. And same goes for Mancini. I think, again, those are two players that... that I think can fit what, what Fonseca is building. Uh, both are not big names, but they can, they can, they can help us be again, a functional team because we've been linked to many important names. We have, we have had many important names come over to Roma. 
we hoped for something special with the likes of Pastore, Manolas, Nzonzi, Sheik. Didn't work out, didn't happen. So maybe that's not the key. Maybe the key is not the names, is the way the team functions as a whole. So I would say that is also the case for Gianluca Mancini. Um, I, you know, there seems to be a very divided opinion upon him. A lot of people who watched uh, the under-21 Euro this past summer really seem to like him. Others think he's just uh, perhaps another young player that Aroma are punting on and spending an important fee on. Um, our, our good friend said, and if she was not too happy, she put out quite the, the interesting tweet. If it was just him on his own, um, that it's not that impressive of, of, of an acquisition, which I don't think anybody would disagree with. Uh, again, he's not at the level of Manolas. He's, I mean, if you put him next to Fazio, I, I mean, I just shudder to think of what could potentially happen in that pairing. Um, but you get him, you put him next to a guy that you just mentioned, Alderweireld, and who knows? Um, I mean, he certainly has promise. There's no doubting that. We talked about the fear that potentially he is the uh, the, the the fool's gold, so to speak, of Giampiero Gasparini. But just strictly talking about cost, the player, how you've seen it perform. I mean, is this another operation that you like? Because for me, um, given what... I, I really liked what he showed at the under-21 Euro. He was played out of position twice. You and I talked about that. Uh, he was played at right back. I think he was done a major disservice in that regard, but I still think he performed well. I, I mean, is he a player that you like? Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, I, I said it. Mancini is a player like in the right context. Uh, I think if someone were to watch the two games he played against Roma, obviously that's not his highlights real. Um but it, he's a player that we can build upon. And l- listen, I've watched, uh, since we've been linked to him for the past, I don't know how many times, uh, in the last week I watched some clips of him uh, with Atalanta. And he's got good footwork, uh, you know, great heading ability, uh, just a very rough and tough defender who obviously is still learning, still young, so you have that. And if you can pair him up with someone with more experience, with someone who has more leadership abilities, with someone who's more dominant uh, 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 as a a defensive leader and someone who controls the pace of the game, who who doesn't lose his head in in vital moments, someone like Aldeverald, but I'm sure there are plenty other profiles that yes they may not be as highly rated as the belgian uh, defender but still you, you i think the this 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 team that we are building right now is is going to be about com- complementary pieces pieces that you know maybe on their own they don't stand out but together they form uh, something special if 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 you can find players with characteristics that complement Mancini's characteristics as a defender, then I think you've struck gold. So we talked about this at length in the podcast that didn't get released yesterday, but Aldeverald, that has been the name that has been circulating for a long time. And what you and I talked about yesterday was we were both very puzzled, confused at how this makes sense for the player, how this makes sense for Spurs. I mean, 
given that he has that release clause right around 28 and a half million euros, um, still one of the best defenders in all of Europe. I don't know where you would rank him amongst the, the, the top 10, 20, 25, whatever. There's no doubting that he's near the top. So I, you know, I don't want to debate, you know, where he falls in that, but I, I just can't for the life of me. And I know you felt the same way. I, I really just cannot understand between potential wages. He currently earns four and a half million euros net. Uh, Roma are said to be offering around three. Uh, the fee, uh, Roma are said to be working under a pretty strict budget. So where is this nearly 30 million euros coming from? Uh, now we know Pataraki said, you know, if Baldini can save us some money in the operation, that's great. Now utilize him. But are, are you still confused a day after just as much as I am? Because I, I still, we see these rumors persisting. We see that Roma are going to meet in the weekend with his agents to hold the further talks. I mean, there's clearly something there. Roma are clearly interested. I just need somebody to explain to me how this works financially or how it makes sense financially because I'm still extremely confused. Listen, I'm, I'm nobody to tell you because I I, I, I know nothing, uh, even though I'm not Jon Snow. <laughs> Get it? Um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that was terrible. Uh, but no, what, <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that I, I think a lot will depend on who Roma get rid of. Uh, I think I, I, I don't expect any more signings soon after these two are completed, after Mancini and Vertu come through. I expect some quiet, some peace. Uh, obviously, we are going to be linked with wingers, strikers, whatnot. But I think after this, Roma will really start to take care of the big-time players uh, uh, like Nzonzi, like Dzeko. Those are two players that it, it's clear as day that Petraki wants to get rid of as soon as possible. Uh, and those two would free up a lot of salary space. Uh, now, you know, the, the, it would be, to me at least, it would be sort of foolish to let go of Dzeko and bring in Alderweireld and offer him either the same amount of money or, or even more, because what what could attract a player of his caliber to Roma if not, you know, a chance to earn a little bit more? <laughs> Certainly not playing uh, uh, against the Bulgarian construction workers uh, in mid-October, you know. Um, so. I mean, I, I'm baffled, uh, just as you are, because I'm seeing figures like 2.83 million. I, I, I don't even think, like, how? Spinazzola is making around that much money. So why would Aldevero come in here and make that much money? You know, um, it's it's very baffling, but I think the, the key is who we are going to get rid of uh, when, um, you know, I mean, Pastore. Does this is does he is, is he still considered a, a, a piece to the puzzle or is he just going to rot in the bench for the rest of the year? Um, I'm curious to know that because you know if you can unload some players like Pastore, uh, Perotti, Jacon, Zonzi, you you really start to do something nice, uh, something that you know may give you a little bit more space, a little bit more flexibility. But it, it all depends on that aspect. So after Mancini and Vertu, I expect total silence on the incoming front and on the out, 
going front, I expect plenty of, of, of noise. Well, just to make this sort of our last subject here, um, Petraki again, upon the presentation of uh, um, Paolo, or I'm sorry, uh, Spinazzola yesterday, uh, he, he took some questions once again about the transfer market. And again, he, you know, he says he likes to work close to the vest. He likes to work in silence, but then he revealed some things such as Roma are going to purchase uh, two new central defenders. So one of which is Gianluca Mancini. Uh, so still working on another. He said they're going to buy a midfielder. There's very two. But uh, he, he spoke at length again about Zaniolo and he had a go at uh, Zazzaroni, uh, Pedula of uh, Sports Italia. He had a go at some of the journalists and the way they write things, how they need news. But um, what do you think about what he had to say about Zaniolo? He, he essentially said, you know, I'm criticizing him the same way a family member would. I, you know, I never put him on the market, but, uh, you know, in football... Anything can happen. Juve didn't think they were going to sell Zidane, and then he ended up getting sold. So for you, was that a almost a warning, hey, we could still sell him? Or was that a, listen, I never put him up for sale. I was sort of trying to teach him a lesson and maybe get his head straight. Or is it somewhere in between? Is it gray? Or what did you make of what he had to say yesterday? <laughs> I think I think like in like in football or most things it, it's it's in the gray area because I don't believe in the the player is not you know up for grabs I think every single player is up for grabs if you were to come to Roma and tell them listen I'm paying 60 million for under they would wrap him up, wrap him up nicely in a nice little package and, and deliver him to your doorstep uh, in a matter of 24 hours um, because that's how football works. So I think what he's saying is, you know, Zaniolo right now seems to be in, in, a, in a place where I think he could stay at Roma for another year you know, have a little bit more time to develop on a, on a smaller stage like Roma. And, and then go somewhere else, somewhere hopefully abroad, somewhere bigger, perhaps to the Premier League, to Tottenham. We know they have interest in, in, in him. Uh, but for now, I see Zaniolo staying one more year. I think that's Roma's plan. I think that's the similar plan they have for Under. Keep him, keep him some more, one, two years, and then let him go, make some money off of him. Um but but right now I don't see all this negativity. I don't think Roma are dealing Zaniolo to Juve or something. I I think they they still uh, see him as part of the project. Um, it, it would be I mean it would be stupid to to sort of get rid of so quickly and so just blatantly of and, and get rid of such a talent right now um, if it wasn't for some huge chunk of money. So. And listen, I mean, I don't know what Zaniolo is all about. Is he happy to be at Roma? I don't know. Um, maybe, but for now, I see him as, as as part of Roma. Fair enough. Fair enough. So we will leave it there. This was just meant to be a shorter episode, more of a reaction. Uh, we had a more extensive podcast yesterday that we unfortunately had to put to the wayside because a lot of it was uh, possible speculation in regards to the two players who arrived today so again we will leave it there everybody as always thank you so so much for listening uh and until next time ciao